Nathan Rourke. Cool. Ohio Bobcat alum. We had him on the show. And he seems like another Joe uh, Burrow. He's not the next Joe Burrow, but I'm just saying he's very mature, stoic, serious. He seems like the kind of quarterback you want leading your football. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Rod Peterson Show. We're coming at you live on Game Plus Television across all 10 Canadian provinces and 31 U.S. states, including the beautiful sunshine state of Florida, where I am broadcasting from. And uh, coming up on today's program, we have from Saga 960, all, uh, all news radio in Mississauga, our good friend Mike Richards. That's in hour one and in hour two, coming up from Sirius XM NFL Radio, the great Zig Fricasse. And joining us right now, right off the hop, is our lovely and talented, as we always say, co-host and boss, Darren Moose-Dupont, who joins us from the NHL Bermuda Triangle. And it's a day where Moose, you know, we're coming off a night of no Stanley Cup playoff hockey, but as my phone was ringing off the hook this morning with text messages, because people now know, don't ever call Rod, he won't answer. It was all, are you watching this junior hockey? There was, are you watching this world women's hockey? A lot of hockey going on that did not have the three letters NHL on Monday night. Yeah, a ton. It's a great night for hockey. And you know what? And I don't know if this is on purpose, but, man, I hope it is that those other organizations, the Western League, CHL, and the International Federation, realize this is a night off in the NHL. We can get some attention, and they sure did. Seems like they did. Yes, absolutely. So let's not... Belabor it. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? Because we have uh, already mentioned already mentioned who the guests will be. We have breaking news right out of the gate, right off the hopper here. Within the last half hour, this came down from the Canadian Football League head office in downtown Toronto. Led by Canadian quarterback Nathan Rourke, the BC Lions swept top performer honors for week one of the 2022 CFL season. Running back James Butler and defensive back T.J. Lee were also honored for their contributions to the Lions' season opening 59-15 route of visiting Edmonton on Saturday. I will just say Rourke was 26-29, at 29, passing for 282 yards and three touchdowns and no interceptions in his first game as the Lions' full-time starter. So I had other items lined up on the quick six, but this came down this morning with a lot of football fans watching, a lot of CFL fans watching. And I will just say this, it's been one week for Nathan Rourke. Talked about him off the, he was in the intro of the show. I would advise people to pump the brakes. They're talking about him setting records. He was responsible for five touchdowns the other night. You brought that up on yesterday's show. But I will never, ever, ever forget the coming out party, if you will, which I don't even really know what a coming out party is, but they sound fun. Jonathan Jennings, when he was the quarterback for the BC Lions, who started with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, I might add, had one of those coming out parties against the Rough Riders at BC Place. I'll never forget. He threw four touchdowns. He was from Saginaw Valley State. I got a story about Jonathan Jennings in his time with the Riders. I love that kid. But as against the Riders, he threw four touchdowns. He caught one. Do you remember that? And the next morning, yeah, I, I picked up the Vancouver Province. I picked up the Vancouver Province on my way out of town and uh, read Ed Willis's column, and he goes, just like Bruce Springsteen at Madison Square Garden in 1983, I have seen the future, and his name's Jonathan Jennings. And I think that was like the last good game Jonathan Jennings ever had. So I'm not saying that Nathan Rourke will go that route, or he might become the next Bruce Springsteen, 
I don't know. But he's like, the number one topic coming out of the Canadian Football League in week one, is it too much? Are they putting too much pressure on the kid, Moose? Um, probably. Still young. This is his second year with the team and didn't play, you know, have a lot of success in year one. So, yeah, probably too much pressure on him. But if he lives up to it, it's great. So we've seen him take these massive strides. I think it's awesome. We should celebrate it. But you're right. We should keep the expectations tempered a little bit. He's not going to do this. He's not going to likely win the most outstanding player in the league this year. But it is a cool story. Sure. And another one is Jonathan Jennings. I was flying to Florida for a Rough Riders mini camp in Bradenton. And I was in the airport connecting in Detroit. And also on that flight was Ivan Goodfriend, the Hall of Fame athletic therapist of the Rough Riders. And uh, Jonathan Jennings came up at the departure gate. I was wearing a Rough Riders windbreaker. And he goes, Jonathan Jennings, Saginaw Valley State. I'm uh, coming to your camp. And I'm like, well, pleased to meet you, young man. But I'm just the radio guy. Why don't you come meet the uh, athletic therapist, Ivan Goodfriend? I'm like, hey, Ivan, this guy's Jonathan Jennings. He's going to be in our camp. And I was like, good luck. (laughs) Walked away. Couldn't be less impressed. Anyways, I love Jonathan Jennings. He's a good guy. Okay, <laughs> on to the rest. Number one, the Toronto... Hit the horn again, Jordan, please, if you don't mind, because I was still stuck on uh, breaking news. Thanks. Point one, the Toronto Blue Jays coming off a 19-hit attack and 11-1 route of the Baltimore Orioles last night will be looking to keep the momentum going later today when they face the Orioles in the second contest of their four-game series at Rogers Center, lefty Yusei Kikuchi will be on the mound for Toronto, while Baltimore will counter with righty Jordan Lyles. Jays have won 14 of the last 18. So on the Toronto Blue Jays, by the way, who are clearly on a tear, who was, who was never concerned when they were in that swoon in late May? This guy. So this morning, interestingly enough, yeah, yeah, this guy. You weren't concerned either, though, were you, Moose? No, I wasn't. No, they've got the power. They've got the talent. Apparently, they've got the managing. Everything's great with the Toronto Blue Jays. Let's just sit tight. But you were going to ask me what they were talking about on Miami Sports Radio today, and I'm going to tell you. It was uh, the NFL, Jim. But they brought up the Marlins, and they just said, hey, uh, when we get into the summer, and there's not much going on with the Dolphins, and, you know, the Heat are done, and we'll talk about the Marlins then. Because I'm like... Okay, you say that, but I bet you you won't because it's just NFL, NFL, NFL. So is there a groundswell in Canada? I mean, I'm coming back there next week for the summer. Is there a groundswell? Are you hearing any talk of the Blue Jays in the Great White North Moose? Yeah, I'm seeing it more and more. And when I go out, I'm seeing more logos and I'm seeing it more on social media. So I think it's starting to pick up. And really, the Jays get hot when we get towards the end of June into July around here for sure. Speaking of hot... If you have air conditioner problems, I see it's warming up there in the rectangle and across the Canadian prairies. You're going to want to give Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling a call. They'll come out very likely same day to schedule maintenance or to learn more about our services, call 306-781-2090 or visit us at broncoplumbing.com. And they're hiring, by the way, for a variety of jobs. Bronco Plumbing. Give them a call. Tell them Rod sent you. Point two, the Edmonton Oil Kings are Western Hockey League champions and Memorial Cup bound following a series clinching 2-0 victory over the visiting uh, visiting Seattle Thunderbirds Monday night at Rogers Place. Jacob Demick and Caden Gooley provided the offense and Sebastian Cossa 
supplied shutout net mining as Edmonton won the best of seven series in six games. Jake Neighbors chipped in with two assists. Now there's an NHL-worthy talent right there, Jake Neighbors. That guy's a stud. So Edmonton's off to the memor in St. John, New Brunswick, which will run June 20th to the 29th. We have three of the four teams named Moose, the Edmonton Oil Kings, the Shawinigan Cataract, and the host St. John Club. But now we wait on the OHL, and last night in Windsor, the Spitfires trying to shake off back-to-back one-goal losses and stay alive in the OHL final did just that Monday night, and they beat the Hamilton Bulldogs 5-2. Teams were tied 1-1 after one period last night. Windsor took a 3-2 lead into the third. So they go to a Game 7 on Wednesday, which I believe is in the hammer. You folks in the OHL, please tell me. We have this wonky 2-2-3 schedule out in Western Canada, so I have no idea where. I think the game is in the hammer, Game 7. That's exciting, Darren. Game 7, a one-game showdown to go to the Memorial Cup, and I think it'll be on TSN. I think that one would actually draw some ratings in Canada. Yeah, it should. It should draw some ratings. It's going to be you know so exciting. And the fact that all these games have been on television across the country has just been outstanding. I love what TSN has done with their junior hockey coverage and it's on the website and we're seeing it on their social feeds. So that's great. And, you know, you look at Windsor, they've got a recent history of success. Hamilton, we know has been really good lately. So these are two really great, uh, great clubs going at it. I can't wait for Wednesday. Our junior hockey coverage, this portion of the warm up, is for Cavendish farms, proud supporters of junior hockey in Canada. Start spreading the news. We're live on YouTube. Tell all your friends. Let's go. Chop Chop. How about that? And Game Plus TV. Right. As well. I said that we'd be talking a lot of hockey today. We'll come around on the uh, Nathan Work thing because I'm seeing a lot of comments are coming in on that. I have more thoughts, as always. But I continue. Point four. A Winnipeg brewery says it will give 59-year-old Barry Trotz free beer for life if he returns to his native province to coach the Jets. Little Brown Jug Brewing Company and a local sports talk show launched the campaign Monday, several months into the NHL club's coaching search. Trotz became available a month ago when he was fired by the New York Islanders. He coached the Capitals to the Stanley Cup in 2018. So, there was a time if anybody was going to hire me for free beer for life, uh, that would have that put him in the poorhouse. That would have bankrupted them. <laughs> now, so. it's not, not much. Yeah, right. But... We did the show yesterday, and I mentioned the two guys in a gas station in Swift Current, two junior hockey players, by the way. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to reveal my sources, obviously, but it was a guy. It was the, nah, I'm not going to even say. I'm not going to even a hint who told me, because you people will guess, because it's a hockey, small world, the hockey community. I'll just say two junior hockey players in a gas station in Swift Current swear that Barry Trotz told them that he was on his way to Winnipeg to be the coach of the Jets. Now, I tweeted that as well this morning, and it is like gone viral. And people are saying there's a lot of Ukrainian guys that look like Barry Trotz in on the prairies. Like, are you sure? Are you sure? I'm, I'm just telling you. I'm just passing along. I said yesterday I'm not good at this insider stuff. I'm just passing along. Would it be that hard to believe that Barry Trotz would be in a gas station in Swift Current? Not hard at all. And... I guess you saw the Instagram story I put up this morning, Moose. Um, like It seems like Jets fans will be very disappointed if it's not Barry Trump. Are their hopes getting up too high? Yeah, I agree. They might be. You know, nobody wants second best. 
Nobody wants second best. So when you have your sights set on Disneyland and then mom and dad tell you, we're not going to Disneyland, but we're going camping, right? You're disappointed, yeah. right? So uh, you don't want to get their hopes up too much. I, I feel for you in Winnipeg. But you know what? If Barry trots, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. We've heard the name. The fake rumors got around. Now we're seeing this, you know, out of Swift Current. It's a good fit. You know, I, I don't blame them for getting excited, and I kind of hope it works out for them, and I hope we find out soon. That's what I really hope. Who else can it be? I mean, it's such an attractive job. <clears throat> and who else is open? What do we say? Vegas, Dallas, Philly. A couple of assistant coaches job here in Florida. I think Winnipeg's, I think it's the best situation. Plus, he's basically a hometown boy. Dauphin. So we sit and we wait. And like you say, I, I, I do feel like the Jets fans are getting their hopes up. We've had their people come on, or at least their media, and say that the Jets are getting a little antsy here. Like, come on, we'd like an announcement here. But your mind just, your comment about Disneyland just made me, just reminded me when I was like 12. And I remember saying to my parents, well, specifically my mom, because I wouldn't even whine to my dad, right? You know. So I said, Mom, why? He never, yeah, he did strike me, but I deserved it. I deserved it. Believe me, I deserved it. I almost lit the house on fire one time, (laughs) sticking a piece of paper in a jack-o'-lantern to see what happens. But anyways, I said, Mom, all my friends and cousins are going to Disneyland. How come we don't get to go to Disneyland? And Mom was like, well, Roddy, we get to go to hockey tournaments, and you get to go to Lethbridge and Swift Current and Brandon. And we get to ride in the van. That's what your Disneyland is. Hockey tournaments. It's far more fun. And that's how I became what I am. My youth was spent in these rinks watching my older brothers in hockey tournaments. Wasn't actually that bad, now that you think about it. But didn't get to Disneyland until well into my adulthood. Yeah. But as a kid, you're instantly sitting there being like, I'll trade! Brandon and Swift Current for Disneyland, right? Like you're in, like, but looking back on it, yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. Like, I didn't do the Disneyland thing as a kid either. I'll never forget it. Roddy, you, you get to go to hockey tournaments in Lethbridge. That's your Disneyland. Okay. The winner would be if there was a bubble hockey, uh, Canada versus USA table hockey game there. And then, then, then we're good. It wins, right? Um, James Henderson watching in Border, Manitoba says, the best part about the Winnipeg job is job security. Paul Maurice had to fire himself. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. John Massey, my frenemy, watching in Edmonton, huge Oilers fan, says, what are the odds Connor Bedard gets traded from God's team next year? How much time we got? I feel like I'm going to run through the quick six, finish it, and come back on was does Bedard get traded? And then also uh, the Nathan Work thing that I'm not done on. So point five, Andrew Wiggins delivered the biggest game of his eight-year career with 26 points and 13 rebounds. Clay Thompson scored 21, and the Golden State Warriors beat the Boston Celtics 104-94 for a 3-2 lead in the NBA Finals. And point six, expectations for the Colorado Avalanche have not diminished since the start of the playoffs. They were favored to win the Western Conference and reach the Stanley Cup Final. And now that they're there, odds makers think that they have an edge over the Tampa Bay Lightning 
who have won the last two Stanley Cups. The Avs will need to overcome a long layoff to live up to the mantra of being minus 180 favorites on FanDuel Sportsbook in a highly anticipated series that begins Wednesday night in Denver. One of those elements is the schedule. After sweeping Edmonton in the West Final, Colorado is uh, going more than a week between games. The eight days between series is slightly longer than the uh, gameless span the Avs had after sweeping Nashville before facing St. Louis. Coach Jared Bednar and his staff have attempted to balance rest and competitive practices to keep the juices flowing, knowing what's coming. Players insist they will be ready. So the Avs are favored by odds makers, but Bernie Nichols favors the Lightning. We'll talk a little more about that when we come back. That's the, uh, the whole quick six. We'll delve into them when we come back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. We're live on YouTube streaming and 24-hour sports radio, of course, at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Here we go. It is the RP Show brought to you in part by Taco Time. Real food, real value, real flavor. It is Taco Tuesday. You know what that means. Two dollar tacos all day long. So because there weren't any huge games on last night, with apologies to the Blue Jays spanking Baltimore 11 in Game 5 of the NBA Finals, I kind of felt like let's turn it over to the viewers somewhat, Moose, for what they would like to talk about. And it's interesting what they have as we bring in the moose here. Uh, From Todd Pinckney, one of our P1s, he says, I saw somewhere yesterday saying the Pats are going all in this year to give Connor Bedard, the supporting cast, he needs to give uh, take the team to the Memorial Cup. And he quotes the leader post esteemed columnist Rob Vanstone is writing, Connor Bedard as Regina Pat will do everything we can to enhance the group around him. Um, please tell me who said it. If it was the owner, Sean Semple, this is the road that I want to go down. Sean's been part of this ownership group since 2015. I wonder if he's realized yet how junior hockey works. It's not like the pros where you can just, who do I make the check out to? Psst. Don't work that way. You can't buy a champion in junior hockey. And in even major sports, it's not that easy. And I, I, I'm assuming it was Sean Semple, I shouldn't say. Maybe they quoted the general manager, John Paddock. Maybe they quoted the, the coach, Brad Haroff. I haven't heard from too many people. But there was a hockey suit that told me in the Saddle Dome in Calgary a month ago. He goes, I hear that you think that Bedard might leave the dub to go to, to Sweden. He ain't going anywhere. So he may not be staying in Regina. He may be traded, but he's, he will be playing in the Western Hockey League next season. And so it just kind of reminds me. Of, so your thoughts on that before we get into winning time, uh, the Lakers documentary, speaking of owners who like to write checks to win championships. Yeah. You know, it's funny because you look at what's there for Regina. I don't want to get too deep into it, but you need to figure yeah. out what you're going to do in goal, right? You got to get some pieces, but it's going to take a lot you know, draft picks and things like that. There are a lot of 20-year-olds um, that are going to be available because it was a deep 19-year-old year. Those are things they can do to get better and obviously make some trades. So it'll be fun to watch if they put a championship-caliber team around him. It's going to take a lot of work, or does he end up somewhere else? Uh, it'll be fun at least to follow. Yeah, well, 
they missed the playoffs last year. The prospects aren't looking any better this year. And again, you can't buy players in major junior hockey. So I'll believe it when I see it. Um, Tim Manto watching on YouTube says, what are the odds the Coyotes stay in Tempe for the next five years? But again, you have an owner there with more money than the Royal Canadian Mint. Literally. And as long as that's the case, I don't see any interest in Gary Bedman. Like, teams don't want to fire coaches and GMs, and believe me, they don't. They get pushed to the nth degree until they absolutely have to fire somebody. And they have no choice. Look at the Vancouver Canucks. It's the same thing, clearly, with leagues not wanting to move teams. They don't want to move teams. So I would say the odds are pretty long that the Coyotes would not be in Arizona five years from now. You? Yeah, I agree with that. I think so. And they got a plan for a new arena, right? Needs to get approved and go through all the funding and get shovels in the ground. But they got the plan. And I think, yeah, I think five years for sure they'll still be there. Um, One more hockey before I do want to address the Nathan Rourke thing. And by the way, coming up, Mike Richards from Saga 960 Radio in Mississauga and also Zig Fracassi from Sirius XM NHL Radio. DG watching in the Bridge City writes in and he says, Morning, guys. I think it's time to give Daryl Cates and Oilers Entertainment Group their due credit. They are the preeminent and model Canadian sports organization at this point in time. Multiple WHL titles in the past decade for the Oil Kings, another long run by the Oilers this year, a state-of-the-art arena and training facilities, huge crowds and great community programs such as the new AAA Boys Under-18 Edmonton Junior Oilers Hockey Program, they are ahead of any organization in Canada by a lot right now. Let me, I'm not going to immediately discount that at all. I may not discount it ever. Um, I got to think about that. Because not that long ago, I was just having a chat with a former season ticket holder in Edmonton who gave his seats up this year. Because he's like, this organization's a disgrace. It's a fiasco. It's a tire fire. I'm not supporting it. And he didn't regret letting his season tickets go. Saved him a lot of money. But because the orders went to the conference. You're only saying this, DG, because they went to the conference final, which incidentally is fine. Nobody believed that they would. But they still haven't won, Diddley. There's no trophies to put on the mantle in Edmonton. Preeminent? By a mile, they're out front? No, I don't think so. Over to you, Moose. I like all... I like all the things he said. You know, I like the Oil King side of it, too, that they have become a group that continues to have stability. The community side is really great, and, you know, the fan engagement's awesome. I think, you know, you got to do it for a little bit longer of a stretch, right? you got to do this for five, ten years, you know, to build up that reputation that no matter what, you're going to continue to have that success. And, but they're off, to the, they're off to a good start. They're off to a good start and, and, and doing well, and they're on the up Tick. Let's see if it continues. Uh, our P1 Pinks, one of our P1s, says that it was John Paddock who said we're going to do everything in our power to create a Memorial Cup caliber team. Like that is pulling a big time rabbit out of the hat. Because <laughs> again, you can't buy it. And I don't care how good a coach you get, you got. <clears throat> so I'm. How about this? I'll believe it when I see it. John in Edmonton says, Rod, have you finally seen the new Arizona Coyotes arena concept? What are your thoughts? 
I saw it when it came out. It looks like T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. I'll say it again. I will believe it when I see it because they don't even have a deal yet. They don't have a deal yet as far as I know for sure. And they darn sure don't have shovels in the ground yet. So I'll believe it when they're skating in it. Um, Yeah, sad news. I'm not going to ring the bell for this because it's not in any way happy news. Apparently Bearcat Murray has passed away. Calgary Flames, legendary trainer, Moose, probably before your time. Maybe you remember Bearcat uh, for the 80s and 90s, and I'm pretty sure he was in the 70s too. Bearcat Murray, of course you would have heard of him because when we were in Calgary for close to three months of this winter and spring, his name came up all the time. Such a legendary trainer for the Calgary Pro teams. and I'm Well, he was for the Wranglers too, but my dad worked for the Calgary Wranglers in the Western Hockey League. Bearcat was their trainer. So condolences to the Calgary hockey community and the hockey community overall on his passing. Um, I got to get your take. As I said, there would be a test this morning on your thoughts on the streaming series on HBO Max, Winning Time, documenting the rise of the L.A. Lakers. And it's really the Jerry Buss story. Let's be honest. It's all about him. It's like they put a GoPro on the owner of the Lakers, Jerry Buss. So how many seasons or episodes in are you now? And what do you think? Hey, I got to be six or seven episodes in now. and, And it's awesome. It continues to evolve. I mean, the Jerry Buss story, he just found out his, his mom was writing all the bogus checks, too. So now he's got that problem to solve. You know, when he comes in there, he's like, these are all from this other account. We closed that 10 years ago. And it's just like, um, it, it's pretty great. I like watching, too, the Magic and uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar relationship evolve. You know, from trying to squeeze his fresh orange juice every morning to uh, finally getting some emotion out of him on the court. It's it's. It's pretty wild watching this uh, unfold and how they turn the, the L.A. Forum into the mecca of this uh, high-end VIP nightclub experience. I think it's pretty cool. And again, the older viewers will remember the Great Western Forum in Los Angeles or Inglewood, California. Yeah. And we thought, ooh, naming rights, one of the first teams to do it. Well, the only reason they gave Great Western the naming rights is they couldn't make the payments on their loan with Great Western Bank. So they're like, we'll put your name on the side of this arena till we can make the money back because we're going to because we're going to win and then we'll pay you. And danged if they didn't do it. So as much as Jerry Buss is a sleazeball, clearly you got to take your hat off to the guy for the championships that he won and just a pioneer from owners. Um, I appreciate all the comments from the viewers, but I can't sit and have a conversation one-on-one with people. Um, Tim Manto says, watch Hustle, best Sandler movie in a minute. I've seen Hustle. It is very good. Cynthia, watching in Pittsburgh, says, good morning, Rod and Darren. Beautiful day here in Pittsburgh. Glad to be home. Missed you, guy. Well, you can always follow us. You can take us everywhere you go on the live streaming. So pretty good talks on all of that. I, I wanted to mention this Nathan Worth thing before, Nathan Worth thing before we change topics on everything else. He is the player of the week in the Canadian Football League today, the top performers, they say. And I just I want to go back to this because we opened the show talking about it. A BC Lions sweep. For now, they are the darlings of the Canadian Football League. All three of their players named the top three performers in the CFL. Running back James Butler, defensive back TJ Lee were named the others. Darren, it says in the first sentence, led by Canadian quarterback Nathan Rourke. This came from the Canadian press. I was on the Ticats audio network. 
with a show yesterday along with Naylor and uh, Matt Paz and Bob O'Neill. And we got in a hell of a row, as my mom would say, about Nathan Rohr and Canadian quarterbacks. And will this be the thing that fills stadiums? This is my question to the viewers, and I'll start with you, Darren. Will this turn Canada on to the Canadian Football League, Canadian quarterback, or is it a disservice to say Canadian quarterback? Because a lot of people think that it is. We don't say Russian goalie Andre Vasilevsky leads the Tampa Bay Lightning in, right? Russian forward Nikita Kucherov is leading all active scorers in the Stanley Cup playoffs with 23 points, which incidentally is our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who is uh, Who should win the Hart Trophy this year in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Our options are Kucherov, Makar, or McKinnon. Last I saw, McKinnon was running away with it. Probably should have put in an option there for Connor McDavid, who still leads with 33 points. Anyways, Derek, is it a disservice to refer to him as the Canadian quarterback a, and B, and we only have about two minutes here, B, um, will this turn Canada on to the CFL a little more than they already are? You know, I think the answer to, you know, is it a disservice? No. And will it turn, you know, fans on? Yeah, I hope so. I think this is, you know, we're celebrating, you got to be careful with this too, but we're celebrating a minority having success here. Now, young yep. white male, doesn't jump off the page. Quarterback, athlete, doesn't jump off the page as minority. But in football, a Canadian in that position is a minority. They don't usually get the fair shake. They don't usually are looked upon the same. They're judged by their passport, right? And they don't get the opportunity. So to have somebody like that have success, we should be celebrating it. It's kind of a spectacle. So it's a reason to come out and see if he can keep it going and overcome all the odds. I think it's awesome. Till we get to a point that... We no longer look at you based on your passport. And I know it's a superficial thing to, to look at it that way, but that's kind of how I see it. And I, and I think the more he has success, and the more he has success at home in front of large crowds, that can invigorate the city. So I like the story. I think, it's, I think it's awesome. That'll probably be my commentary on Wednesday on the Canadian quarterback. Is this what the CFL needs? The commentary today is about Phil Mickelson and everybody needs to mind their own business. We are looking out for number one on this planet. If anything taught us that, it's the pandemic. Get off Phil's back. John in Edmonton says, Why do the, what do the Saskatchewan Rough Riders have to do to get a good crowd going forward? It looked pretty sad at their home opener. Um, I don't, again, I'm not wandering into Rough Rider attendance or CFL attendance overall. I think the Riders might want to look at what they're doing in Edmonton and BC where their crowds are going up rather than going down. That would be my suggestion to that. Moose, I'll see you in hour two. You bet. The great Mike Richards joins us next from Saga 960 Radio in Mississauga, Ontario. You are watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, anchored out of Toronto. Anthem Sports. We're also live streaming on YouTube, and you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. So much to get to, so little time. By the way, talking about the best streaming series we're watching now and how much we're enjoying winning time, chronicling the Lakers. Jeremy Davis in the Game Plus control room watching Texan on the 902 line. He says, have you ever watched the show Young Rock? 
Lots of Dwayne Johnson flashbacks to the CFL. Happy Tuesday to the RPS team. Happy Tuesday to the Game Plus team. And yes, I've watched Young Rock. When I saw the guy they had playing Doug Flutie, I... <laughs> it was great. It was great. So much to get to, so little time. Let's bring in Mike Richards from Saga 960 Radio. Mike, and you're one of those guys, Mike, that I just, you turn on the mic and go. So I'm going to say, what is on your mind on this Tuesday in all the wild world of sports and society? It's Nathan Rourke, baby. Ah, it's Nathan Rourke. I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. What were people sleeping on him? I can't believe the Argos had a chance to take him in Toronto. Where by mistake, sometimes people go, oh, God, there's football here. Yeah, there's a whole stadium, a team, and everything. Been around for, I don't know, a little over 100 years. And you had a chance <laughs> to take this kid who is the best Canadian athlete in football that I have seen in my lifetime. And look, I've seen a lot of them. Uh, I even had a chance to uh, coach uh, Greg Vavra's son in uh, high school uh, football at, at St. Mary's in Calgary. And, you know, from, from Jamie Bowen to all the quarterbacks who come since, and this is not a Brandon Bridge, this isn't the Larry, just Dennis. This is a kid they called Air Canada. I watched him play at Ohio for the Bobcats. I watched him win the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. I bet on it because I love it. I gambled on him. He won me money. He won me last week. And there were people talking about, oh, you know, Edmonton. Oh, you know, four and a half points. I don't know. You don't know? Why do people not listen? Do you watch? I mean, this is the least surprising thing that I've seen. It is a gift, but it's one that was pretty damn obvious. And I like your question at the beginning. Do we call him a, a Canadian quarterback? You're damn right we do. We need to let kids know when they play in Red Deer, when they play in Saskatoon, when they play you know, anywhere in this country, that there is a chance for you to play professional football. It's sitting there. It's available because we have great athletes in this country. We just, you know, have to support them, let them know, let them grow that imagination and let that athleticism just take over. This is, again, uh, a big deal. It's not just, a, a, you know, it's funny uh, calling is that a minority. It's a unicorn. It's a, it's a unicorn is what this is, but we have more of them. And we have such great Canadian kids going south of the border. They're going to prep schools. Then they're going to, you know, they don't have to go to big schools. You know, you don't have to go to a big school to become a star. And it just rolled out. He just tore apart Edmonton. Ooh, Edmonton. Ooh. Is it sunny there today? Probably not. Oh, <laughs> well, the coach, the coach. Coach should be wearing sunglasses. I know that, Chris Jones. But uh, uh, so clearly, you don't think that Nathan Rourke is a flash in the pan, then, Mike? No. I, by the end of it, I mean, uh, and look, I've talked to Russ Jackson many, many times over the years, and there's very few people. I mean, he he is an ambassador for this league, for this, for this country. There's no one classier than him. He's such a well-read guy. I actually went to high school with my mom at Westdale in Hamilton. And I I think the world now, if you've talked to Nathan Work, you know, he's very polite, very humble. He's not a, you know, he's, he's not Johnny Manziel. He's not looking for a little bit of this stuff, but he, it was a mistake by the Argos to not take him at the time. And look, I'm going to be talking to some Argos on our station tomorrow. And you know, I'm not shy about it. We do not have a lot of opportunities in this league, in this country, to showcase guys. We just, we just don't. This is one of those moments, and I'm glad with the new ownership in BC, they clearly get it. What an awesome crowd it was to see there. And I think that will it make a difference? A gradually, no, it'll make a difference in Western Canada because Western Canada gets it before everybody else does. Western Canada will understand what it takes to play at this level. But for it to seep into Toronto, 
So this is why they needed to have drafted him. I get it. It was like the second or third round, number 15 overall, but they, you know, they took an offensive lineman. Normally I understand, but this is Toronto. Toronto is not a football market. It's a terrible football market. This is not a place where people talk football. They're going to talk bills and fantasy football. Those are the two things they talk here. They have very little understanding of what even happens down the road, the QEW in Hamilton, uh, where Hamilton has, you know, a beautiful building, tremendous ownership. I mean, they, they might have the best ownership right now in the entire country with, with uh, not only caretaker Bob, but now you've got Stelco in there. You've got Jim Lawson, the former chairman of the board, and he runs Woodbine out here and is a fantastic human being. I mean, they've got it set up right. It's Toronto is the one that is always the anchor. But the problem is, and this goes for, for people who always complain about Toronto and screw them, let's forget it. From an advertising perspective, when they start spending dollars, just like you see in hockey, once you eliminate Toronto, it is way too big a market. It is the biggest market, and they count. You have to win them over. If they had taken Nathan Rourke, they would have had a shot at, at great PR. He's from Oakville. That's where he's from. I know they say he's born in Victoria, but he's an Oakville kid just down the road. There's everything about him that's likable because, look, he's not one of these one-trick ponies, uh, Rod. He's not someone that, you know, like a really good runner and then can throw sometimes or has difficult. He has no difficulty in any aspect. And I'll go, not only do I think he'll be the best Canadian quarterback that we've ever had, if he continues to play like this, are we saying, that his ability is that grossly different than Zach Wilson with the Jets? Are we saying that his skill set is that grossly different? No, I'm not going to compare it to Josh Allen. I'm not going to go those to Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of a crazy comparison. But you're telling me in a league that is starred for quarterbacks and has a difficult time finding guys, that if he continues to play like that, he's not going to end up like uh, Garcia. He's not going to end up like a Joe Theismann. Now, again, not comparing him to Warren Moon and guys go down there, but are we really saying that he's not going to have a look? Like when he went down, he tried out for the Giants, a wide receiver, because he's that good an athlete. I mean, this guy is also built like a tank. He can take it. This is a great story, and I think if this is done properly, this will be one of the best stories that the CFL has had in years. I don't know what the comparison would be because we've never lived during a time, I certainly haven't, where a Canadian quarterback was just as good or not better than anybody else in the league. He is that good. Well, you know what? We've got about two to three minutes, and I got to, Mike, you and I have been around a long time. I sense a renaissance in Canadian sports. Look at your station. Are you guys oh, yeah. the Ty Cats uh, rights holder and the, is it the Hamilton Honey Badgers you care? Some CEBL team. I feel like Canadian sports <laughs> yeah. is making a huge comeback here. What decade is this? 90s? Yeah, 80s? well, you know what? Yeah, we, we've, no, we've never, mm. this will be, this is, the, this is the golden era right now of Canadian sport. And the reason I say that is, there's a time where if you'd go to high school and you sat at a cafeteria and you started talking about soccer. They would stare at you like you were from another planet. Now they're like, oh, that's right. Alfonso yes. Davies plays for Bayern Munich, blah, 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 going on and on. They'll, they'll talk about players from not just the Ronaldos, but they'll be very specific about the Premiership, the Bundesliga, Serie A, La Liga. They know so much. Toronto FC now is seen as an established soccer environment. Now you have the, the CPL, so you've got York United, uh, uh, Calgary uh, uh, Cavalry, uh, all the way out to uh, both coasts. And you're seeing kids now being able to play a professional soccer without having to go over to, to Denmark or, or places that may not be the biggest soccer countries, but bigger than ours. But pretty soon, between that and then the CBL uh, is just on an absolute roll. That game they had in Scarborough <laughs> the, other, uh, the other week where Drake shows up, they were thinking that Iverson was going to show up and snoop someone or, you know, people I don't know. But anyway, uh, big. Uh, well, in Rod that Black world, was it, there. It, 
Rod Black, Rod was, Black, there. Black was there. Rod Black was there. If that, if that doing, doing the game. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I did. I said, but this is the, the the highest level of sport globally that we're currently enjoying. And remember, this is the start of it. I mean, there's probably 125, 130, maybe more uh, uh, Division One, Two, II, and Three athletes going down to basketball. It will seep everywhere, and both per, uh, ground uh, level leagues, you know, so the grassroots level, both in basketball and soccer, are going to raise our national programs because that's how the the blood works for national programs. You're seeing, I think, the best quality. I think you're seeing the best hockey. I think you're seeing the best hockey, and and not only that. And I talked about this the other day. Yeah. You know, we can see around the world and so on, but hockey might have the most improved coaching overall in sport period. I take a look at all the other sports, what we see in basketball and, you know, you go down the list, but I think the biggest improvement worldwide in terms of quality and knowledge is probably hockey. So sitting right now in Canada, we are on, you know, just the, 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 the starting edge of a golden age of the best Canadian athletes and the best environment for Canadian sport that we have ever witnessed and it's not close yeah i've i've sensed it so i'm glad i'm not crazy or at least maybe i am but at least we're on the same page mike we uh, we've sniffed the same thing here that's a great great our small involvement the small part that we are we're setting a pretty good spot mike we are out of time i appreciate this as always man but keep it i guess i'll chat with you in the morning and you're going to see me tomorrow on the Raw Mike Richard show, yeah. which uh, don't be afraid. I know it's a, it's a different kind of show. All of a sudden, you, you know, maybe someone has their shirt off. I don't know what's going to happen. I never do. Okay. Can't wait. <laughs> How Thanks, about Mike. that? Yeah. I'll be on with Mike Richards tomorrow morning. So, look at He's laughing already. He's got something fucked up. Should I be scared? Viewer takeover for Taco Time is coming up next. You're watching the RP show on the Game Plus TV network. We're live streaming on YouTube, too. And, of course, if you miss any portion of the show, you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It is the RP Show. It is uh, Taco Time Viewer Takeover, and I'll say it again. It's Taco Tuesday, $2 tacos. At the over 120 Taco Time locations across Canada, your biggest question today will be, hard or soft shells, beef or veggie? I've had mine already. Hard shells, beef. How about that? Uh, A sports update here on this Tuesday. Canada scored three goals and then hung on last night to defeat the USA 3-2. In the gold medal final at the Under-18 Women's World Hockey Championship in Madison, Wisconsin. Alexia Obe, Ava Murphy, and Jocelyn Amos scored for Canada, while Finley McCarthy and Claire Onright scored second-period goals. Seven seconds apart for the U.S. to make the final period very interesting. Meanwhile, news out of Pittsburgh today. The Penguins promoted Chris Pryor to assistant general manager, one of several front office moves by Penn's GM Ron Hextall. The 61-year-old Pryor spent last season as Pittsburgh's Director of Player Personnel. Penguins also named Andy Saucier, Hockey Operations Analyst slash Pro Personnel. Their role, which was created exclusively for Andy, makes him a liaison between the club's coaching staff and analytics department. And Hextall also promoted Eric Heasley to General Manager of the franchise's American Hockey League affiliate in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton. 
This sports update for Ballers Rec Room, your official home of Slow Pitch, open Wednesday to Sunday for the Tap Brew House and drive through Liquor Store. Well, you're where you'll never need to ask to have the CFL game put on. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. So there's this sports update there, dabbling into the comment section because it is viewer takeover here in the chat. <laughs> Ted in Red Deer says, Rod and Mike Richards are the best. Awesome chats, always. Thank you, Ted. Um, I would have loved to have had uh, been on the air full-time with Mike Richards, but we used to do those radio spots together. He would call me into the studio in Calgary, morning of Ryder Stamps games at McMahon, and we would stir it up. Um, which, by the way, we'll be broadcasting live from the Rocky Mountain Rotary Classic Golf Tournament, Golf Classic, on Monday. Okay, at Bears Paw in Calgary. So we're coming home to Canada. And Moose will be with me. Bo Levi Mitchell is in the field of celebrity golfers. And I got the list from Gray Eagle. And they said, or from Sheldon, who is with the, uh, the committee. Last minute of play in hour one, by the way. He said, who would you like to speak with on the list? In my mind, I thought we should do a Will Smith, Chris Rock slap thing. I can't do it now because I've blurted it out on the air. And I don't know if Bo would go for it or not. But could you imagine? A Jim Everett, Jim Rome scenario where Bo just, and you people couldn't figure out if it was real or not. These are the devilish things that cross my mind. And we've got about a week to think. So we'll be live from the Rocky Mountain Rotary Golf Classic on Monday at Bears Paw. And then back to Great Eagle to the end of time beginning Tuesday. Moose will kick this around with us uh, next hour. And Zig Fricasi from NFL Radio coming up after this break. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.